Okay, we got it working. Praise the Lord. God is good. Well, first I'd like to welcome everybody here uh, to, to prayer. There's power in prayer, isn't it? Praise the Lord that he is. My name is Pastor Rick Mercer. I'm a pastor in North Carolina in Morganton. And uh, about five years ago, my wife and I were in Oklahoma with Prayer Ministries, and we were asked to come out here and, and work with Prayer Ministries, and we fell in love with this place. And just right over there, uh, my wife and I said, wouldn't it be wonderful if God would call us here? Well, we serve a wonderful God. Amen. He called me here, and we're here today. And praise the Lord for that. I thought that we could start up with just praising God uh, for any a wonderful God, though, really. To think that he loves us so much that he's called us to, to be part of his end-time church right here in the very last hours of earth's history. That he loves us so much that he's given us an opportunity of, of being involved in something that we're going to get to talk about for eternity. I think probably one of the greatest rewards that we're going to have is, is when we get to heaven and we're maybe uh, up under the tree of life and somebody comes up and says, I would not be here if it were not for you. Praise God. Think about that. Think about that. Praise God. So um, let's go to the Lord in prayer and invite him to join us in a special way, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come with praises on our lips today as we realize how much you love us and how much you care about us. We pray for the Holy Spirit. Would you please just pour out your Holy Spirit upon us today? We know that you want to fill us with your presence, Lord, and we so need you. We need you, Lord. We want you to just completely fill us with your love, with your joy, and with your peace. Let it overflow from us, Lord, so that we can tell the whole world how good you are and how much you love us. And in Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. Now, how could we not sing? Can you hear this? Uh, I don't need this microphone. Again, it's only for recording purposes. The acoustics in this building. Can we sing that song? Uh, which, what a friend we have in Jesus. Yeah. And if you've got a hymn book, it be, should be in front of you. 526 is a number. And do we have somebody here that, that, that loves to lead out in music that can sing pretty good? Jerry? Come up here, Jerry. I'm going to put you on the mic. Jerry, Jerry uh, Mays is, a, is an evangelist. He's worked with Amazing Facts. It is written. And he's, uh, he's, him and Kay have recently been working with Mark Finley up in Virginia. They love serving God together. So I'm going to give you the, the mic here, Jerry, and you lead us, lead us out. Please. What a friend we have in Jesus. This is page 526. Is he your friend today? Yes, he is. He's our friend. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often trouble anywhere 
friend so faithful, who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden? Comfort with a load of care. Gracious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. Amen. Thank you so much, Jerry and Kay, for being willing to take part in this. Praise God. You know, prayer. Let's just think about that. Persevering prayer. Is that, the, is that the kind of prayer that the Bible talks about, speaks about? Is he talking about just a, 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 a mamby-pamby prayer? Uh, I wouldn't be here with just a mamby-pamby prayer. I was so far out there in the world. It took persevering, relentless prayer for me. I assure you that. Um, and Because what happens when you pray, it does something to you. It doesn't change God's mind. It changes his heart. Now, quickly, I'll share this. Uh, when um, my wife made a decision that she was going to pray for me, I was out there in the world uh, doing all the crazy bad things in the world from alcohol, drugs, lust, you name it. I did all that stuff. And, uh, and I just kind of thought, well, you know, Christianity is for some people, it wasn't for me. I just wouldn't cut out for that is what, what I thought. Uh, and, but I've seen something happen in my wife as she persevered in prayer for me because I knew her really well we'd been married for some time and and she'd gotten the point she was about to give up on me he's not ever going to change and everybody told her you might as well leave this guy because he's not ever going to change but God spoke to her heart and said if you leave him you will not have a testimony yeah that's right and uh and so she made a decision right then to begin praying and fasting for me and something happened in her that forever changed my life because, see, we got to where before we were fighting all the time. And when you fight all the time, you get to where you really don't like each other very much. And when somebody really don't like you, you can tell. I could tell that she just didn't like me anymore. But as she began praying for me, and as she began fasting for me, something happened in her life. That's right, she changed. Something happened. I, her countenance changed. Her attitude toward me changed. I watched her getting up in the morning, 4 or 5 o'clock every morning, in the Word of God, spending time in prayer. I watched her going to bed with a, a Bible in her lap the same way before she'd go to sleep. And I seen something real happening in her. And I knew it was not fake. I knew it was genuine. And I wanted what she had. And that's what sparked an interest in my life when somebody come up and asked me if I would like to study the Bible. So praise God. So I want to get a picture today. What happens when someone perseveres in prayer? What happens when, when somebody prays? I mean, I've heard people say before, well, I don't make my prayers go past the ceiling, you know. I don't think they, 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 they get just very high at all. Uh, 
But what does happen in the command post in heaven? You know, there's a war going on. Did you know that? There's a war. There's a battle between good and evil going on. Uh, between Jesus and the, and the devil. That's right. And the devil is trying to, he's like a roaring lion. He's trying to destroy. And Jesus is trying to save. Amen. And that's the reason we need to tell everybody how good Jesus is. Because it's the love of God that drew me. It was, Cindy tried to, she tried to and tried to condemn me and convict me and, and, uh, and, and beat me up with her words and everything like that. It didn't work. But when she showed me the real love of God, something I'd never seen before, that's what drew me. That's what drew me away from the, gri- the grip that the world had on me. And so, you know, in this, in this cosmic conflict going on, when we lift up prayers, a channel is opened up to give God an opportunity to work. I like to tell people, and this is so important, I was not praying for myself. I didn't know to pray for myself. Did, didn't think about it. I was too busy messing up. But Cindy prayed for me. And as those prayers went up, God was wanting to work in my life. Oh, He was wanting to work in my life in a huge way. But I wasn't giving Him permission. See, there's certain rules of engagement in this cosmic conflict. You know, God's not going to force Himself on anyone. He's not going to do that. But, but when someone in faith lays hold of the arm of God in faith and cries out to God, knowing, knowing who He is, knowing His mercy, knowing His grace, when, you, when that person does that, a channel's opened up for God to work. Uh, selected messages, uh, number two, page 377, uh, says that, the, that ministering angels are waiting around the throne room of God, just waiting on a mandate of Christ so that they can go work. So I can just picture those angels up in heaven. They was wanting to work in my life, but I was resisting. I wasn't asking for it. But they were wanting to work. God was wanting to work in my life. As the prayers went up, persevering, relentless prayers went up on behalf of my wife to a God that cares and a God that loves. The angels were waiting around and said, Can I go? Can I go? And, and then God received these prayers. He says, Go. You go work in Rick's life. And God has worked a miracle in my life, and I'm here today because of that. I want, I want to show you also today from Scripture what happens when you pray? Uh, let me read here. Uh, if you brought your Bibles, you can join me. It's Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12 is where I'll be speaking about. Acts chapter 12, picking up at verse 1. If you there, say amen. Amen. All right. Now, about, about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to arrest some from the church. Then he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now it was during the days of unleavened bread. So when he had arrested him, he put him in prison, and he delivered him to four squads of soldiers to keep him intended to bring him before the people after the Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison. Now, it said that he had four squadrons. That's 16 soldiers. 16 soldiers um, had this guy surrounded. Here he was. Picture this scene now. He, he had shackles on him. 
He was chained down. He had 16 soldiers guarding him. That seems like a humanly impossible situation there, doesn't it? Humanly impossible situation. But see, you know, when God really loves, and you see this throughout the Bible, He loves to, to bring us into impossible situations that's humanly impossible to get out of so that He can show who He is, that He's God. Because all things are possible with God. Amen? All things are possible. It says in verse, verse 5 here, it says, Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant, there it is, persevering, relentless prayer was offered to God for him by the church. There is power when God's people pray. There is power when they pray together. I want to share another quote from you from Gospel Workers, page 259. The greatest victories gained for the cause of God are not... The result of labored argument are good facilities or wide influence or even abundance of means. No, they are gained in the audience chamber with God when with earnest, agonizing faith, men and women lay hold on the mighty arm of power. Praise God. Blessed is the man that has a spouse that's praying for, for him. Blessed is the child that has a mom or dad that's praying for him. Blessed is the man, woman, boy or girl that has a church that's praying for them. You know, I heard some really alarming news uh, this morning, both in our pastor's meeting and also over here in the early morning message uh, given by Pastor Ballou. Uh, 60 to 70% of our young people are leaving the church. Think about that. 60, I've been telling our church it's 50%. This is alarming. What's going to happen to our church? What's going to happen? We've got to reach our young people. We've got to reach them. You know, somehow, some way, and it's going to have to be through the Holy Spirit. Amen? It can't be our, by our beating them up. It can't by, we, we, we're good at pointing out their problems. We need to point them to Jesus. Amen? They need, if they got a true, accurate picture of who Jesus is, they would run to him. Amen? That's what happened to me. And so, you know, our, we've got to do something here. Our young people are leaving the church. Well, Peter here, let's look at the church here at Peter's time. The church was in a mess, wasn't it? Peter was one of the leaders of the church. John was one of the leaders of the church. And you could imagine it was looking really, really bad for the church. But I want to tell you, when the church started praying, what happened? It gave God an opportunity to work. I mean, we've already got a picture from the spirit of prophecy in the Bible here of what happens. When the prayers went up, these people were praying. They started praying. They started praying right then uh, for, for Peter. Was they praying just for Peter? They were praying for the church. They said, God, look, you've told us to spread this, you know, this message, this beautiful message to the whole world. I mean, how are we going to do it? Our church is being snuffed out here. You know, first, the, first the, you know, they, they're, getting, they're getting James. Now they're going to get Peter. And who's next? When the church prayed, it gave God an opportunity. Could you imagine how it fired up the church when Peter was freed? Could you imagine? Wow! It had to have set them on fire. Well, it fired them up so much that, that they turned the world upside down is what the Bible says. I want you to know there is power in intercessory prayer. There's power in prayer. What would happen 
if we begin to pray like that? What, what would happen if, if, if we made a decision to draw a circle in the sand and said, Lord, we know who you are. You're a merciful, all-powerful God. And we know that you want to save our young people. You know, what would happen if church, if our church prayer meetings, and you know, we have to admit this. We've really, as a church body, as a whole, we've lost our passion for prayer. Go by, go by any church, Adventist church, on Wednesday nights and see how many people are at prayer meeting. Oh, it's, it, you know, that's where the power's at. You, Jesus, Jesus gave uh, the early church a, a commission, and he gave them a promise, right? The Great Commission was to, in Matthew 28, you know, 19 and 20, go into all the world and share the gospel. But he also gave them a great promise. The promise of the Holy Spirit. And he, and he told them, you, he, said, he told the early church, go wait. They had to get it in the right order. They had to pray. And, and if you go and you look through the book of Acts, and you study the book of Acts, and you will see that the book, the church, the church took prayer very seriously. They took prayer very seriously. They knew that was where the power was at. They came together, they prayed together, and God shook the world. And they spoke the word of God boldly, boldly. Acts 4.31. Can't we do that again? Is it the same God? Does He want us? We need to go back to our churches. We just, a lot of us, called out where we're from. God wants you to go back to your local church and encourage others to get involved in prayer. Let it begin with you. If someone sees you fired up, they'll know there's something different about you. They knew you before. There's something different about you. Ask God to anoint you with the Holy Spirit to do this. He will do this. He will. He's faithful. You know, I could talk a lot about prayer. And so often that's what we do at prayer meetings. We get in there and we just talk and we talk and, and, I, and I preach and I preach and then... And then we spend five minutes in prayer. Please forgive me for doing that. It's so easy to fall into that. The power is in praying to Jesus, not listen to me. And today, we can make a huge difference. We know now what happens when we pray. Why don't we pray for this camp meeting? Why don't we pray for, for the Holy Spirit to be poured out without measure upon this camp meeting? Individuals, that lives be changed. Yes, ma'am. Why don't we pray for our young? Why don't we tell you what? Let's do this right now. We can pray. We can let's uh, get a few volunteers to pray for our camp meeting. And after we pray for our camp meeting, then then I'll call and ask for a few volunteers, and we'll we'll pray for our children, and uh, and we can pray for the lost. We we definitely need to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, don't we? Yes, we do. The promise. And, um, and then maybe, maybe we have people here that individually would like for a few prayers lifted up for you because there is power. There, there is power to heal in here today. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. The great healer is here. That's right. And, and we know that he would not hold any good thing back from us. You know, we, we know that he would not hold anything good back. But whatever is best for us. His timing, we don't tell God when to work the miracle or how to work it, but we trust that His timing is perfect. And so, 
Uh, let's pray. Can I get a few volunteers to pray uh, for, and just raise your hand because I'm going to bring the mic to you. And, uh, and, and, uh, and pray for the camp meeting, sister. We'll join you. Our Father in heaven, as we just pause a moment before your throne, we come through Jesus and his blood that saved us. And because of his blood, because of his death and his life and his resurrection, we can come before your throne and ask, because it says if we ask for the Holy Spirit, you will give us the Holy Spirit. So we are asking for that. We need that Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, please pour out your Holy Spirit as you've never done before. As you prayed at the end time that you would indeed pour out your Holy Spirit. And this is our end time, Lord. We're here, so we're asking for it. And we're asking for this camp meeting that the people here, Lord, will have a truly remarkable experience in some way personal to them. That each one of us will go back totally changed. That we will be called by you personally to do some work. And we will say yes. And now, Lord, each and every one of us in this room is having the same prayer sent up to you so we know that you hear us and we just come before you and we thank you lord because we know that you're going to do this that you are going to work with all your might all your angels all your holy spirit and that we will be blessed and we thank you just now for what you're going to do and we're looking forward to seeing it thank you father amen 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 thank you another volunteer don't be shy. Oh, Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, our big brother, our Heavenly Father, we do acknowledge your authority in all things in our lives. And we know that you are in control of everything. We ask you to send the Holy Spirit to lead and direct and control and guide us, to give us wisdom and good judgment and discernment, and above all things, to draw us in a closer relationship with you. And we ask that you especially work on our children and our grandchildren, because you know how hard Satan works on them, but we know you're far more powerful, and you've already won the victory anyway. We thank you for this beautiful place here that we can still come together and worship in freedom. We thank you for our pastors and our speakers who work hard in your name and in your power to inspire and encourage us to go for another whole year before we can come again. We ask a special blessing on them and on our whole camp meeting that everyone here will have a very unusual but positive experience. Please forgive us for our wrongs, our faults, our failures, and our sins. And bless us now as you have told us to come boldly to your throne. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Gracious, loving Father, thank you for the honor and privilege to be called your children. Thank you, Father, for the atoning death of Jesus, that through his blood we may stand justified in your sight. We are reconciled to you. We are your adopted children, Lord. We belong to you. And you said, where two or three will gather in my name, I will be in their midst. And we believe, Father, that you are in our midst. We believe that the prayer of 
two or three people with sincere heart will move the hand of the Almighty. And Father, as we lift up our hearts to you this afternoon in prayers, with all the requests and burdens on our hearts, hear, O Lord, and answer. We pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, not only for this camp meeting, Father, but for your church around the world. You have raised this movement, Lord, to restore the gospel, the righteousness of Jesus, and to proclaim it for the dying world that is groping in darkness. Oh, Father, we need the Holy Spirit. Without the Spirit, we can do nothing. And so, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon your church, that the commission that Jesus gave us will be finished in no time. We pray for our children, our young people. Lord, I hardly know any family that they don't have the loved ones, the children that left the church and no longer walking with you. Lord, they belong to you. You paid a high price for them. They are your children. We just raise them, but they belong to you. And we claim every single one of them, Lord, of them, in the name of Jesus, that you will find a way to bring them back into flock. Even when the situation is hopeless, Father, give us grace and perseverance to pray for them so your hand can be moved and bring the lost sheep into the fold. We place them in your hands, Father, every one of them that left here because your children's hearts are broken seeing their children wandering away from you. And you can feel the hearts of your children. And we trust you that you're already at work. We praise you in advance for all those lost sheep that you are about to bring back into the fold. And so, Father, for every individual present here, we all came with the burdens on our hearts, personal issues in life, loved ones, family members, friends, disappointments. We lift them up to you, to the throne of your grace, and we pray that you will move your mighty and loving hand. And, Father, heal the broken hearts. Fulfill the desires of the hearts that are sitting here, standing before you, Father, with humble hearts. May your will be done in every request that we silently raising up to you for our loved ones in a special way, Father. Look down at them and heal them, restore them. And Father, for the camp meeting that every single person came here, I pray that they when, when they will leave this camp meeting, they will not be the same. Every message presented will be touched by the Holy Spirit and the hearts of people will be moved. And this conference, Father, will be shaken Shaken in a way that every individual will be set on fire and the entire state, the southern and northern Carolina, Lord, will be moved by the Spirit because your people will be moved. And Lord, bless the leaders of this conference in a very special way so they may equip the flock, strengthen the church members, and encourage them in the commission that you have entrusted to us, and we are so grateful for choosing us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Now think of the scripture, Isaiah 49, verse 25. 
where God promises us that he'll save our children. And so uh, uh, what I'd like to do, I don't think we've got, oh, it's about that time, isn't it? Two o'clock. Well, that's a good way to stop. But there'll be more. Please come back tomorrow at, uh, at, at 1.30 also. Uh, 115, is it 115? 1.15 tomorrow, okay. Kelly uh, Maurer will be here. You don't want to miss her. She's got a powerful testimony. So God bless you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, okay? Okay, bye-bye.